are the Mystery History Podcast. Yeesh. I'm Allison. I'm Jordan. Hello. Taylor. Episode 13. Holla. Mothman. What's up? What's up? What's up? What up with it? <laughs> What's up with you? Nothing. Just hustling. Hustling? Hustling. The hustle. I've done about 20 things in the past 20 minutes, so. You're a rock star. Making it work. Living the dream. I just saw him wolf down two pieces of chicken, a whole cup of rice, and he chews really loud, folks. Sorry, I overcooked it. It was very chewy. Yes. Yeah. So what's going on in your world? Anything new? Uh, no, not really. Just working, huh. doing the stuff. You have a really boring life. I really do. Hmm. Just hang out with my pup, go to the gym. GTL? Nope. Just the the G and the, the, the L. <laughs> Very not tan. No. Nope. Hmm. Okay. Well. What about you? What are you doing? Oh, Fucking you know. nerd. I'm just, I have a better life than you. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. Very. I don't. I do the same thing, only I don't go to the gym. So I just work. Just L. Just <laughs> L. <laughs> Laundry. But we're going to the Myrtle. Yeah. The Myrtle Beach. Next week. Uh-huh. This week. Yeah. This week. So we'll be, I'll be riding the waves. I'm going to catch a great white shark. Be a little bit of tea. A little bit of tea. I like to tan. I do not. I think it's relaxing. I do not. I it like helps boring. me feel better about myself. Like if I'm tan, I look better. Oh boy. Yeah. One of those people. One of those people. Oh geez. But not like tan, like. Like look like leather. Yeah. Not a That's fan. That's a rough look. Yeah. When people get old. Need to moisturize. Ugh. There's nothing worse than somebody that's went to the tanning bed their whole life and they get old and then it's like leathery. It's yeah. Like, Make sure you moisturize, folks. It's important. Okay. Well, shall we get into some news? Yes. We okay. shall. How many downloads are we at now? 3,000. 3,000. That's wild. That is. I did not expect. And 12, 13 episodes. 13 episodes. So that's what? I don't know, math. Beep, boop, boop, boop. A lot. Per episode. Yes, it is. <laughs> that means people like us. And yeah, we like pretty... you, people. Oh, yeah. We are, um, I don't know, I'm in my feelings today. I'm really emotional. I don't know what's yeah, going on. what's that on. about? You texted me that earlier. I don't know. I'm going to cry. Look, they're coming. Let's see it. You're I don't well know what's enough. happening. Why? I don't know. Oh. I'm just emotional. You I'm really are, like, well enough. I know. Why? I don't know. Hmm. It just happens to me sometimes. I'm a woman, and we have emotion. It checks out. Okay? Yep, that makes sense. So, I'm just really touched by the love that we're feeling hmm. from the people that listen. Yeah. We appreciate awesome. you from the the cockles of our heart. Yeah, well that yep. Our indoor system, if you will. <laughs> it's bursting. Is bursting at the seams with love <laughs> for you. So we just we really appreciate everything. I mean three thousand, wow. That's crazy. That is I never expected um yeah. This fast at least. No. Thirteen pretty, episodes. Pretty wild. Crazy. Yep. Um, we got some more love on Apple mm-hmm. uh, reviews, which is awesome. So those that one re- one star review and the two star review, it's getting pushed down. Yeah, suck a dick. Your your opinion don't matter no more. Yeah, because we're currently a four point eight out of five, mm-hmm. which is like a B. Nope, that's definitely an A. Is it? I don't know. Could be. A B or an A. It's good. <laughs> Pretty sure it's an A. I'd be happy with a C, to be quite honest with you. No, you wouldn't. A D is still passing, technically. But let's shoot our, st- you know, our sights a little higher. Hmm. 
I like it. Um, so I, really I just, don't know how it works. The like the system. I guess if you get more ratings or reviews, it pushes your podcast like up the charts more. Yeah. So it gets more eyes on it. So we're climbing that ladder. So yeah, keep keep uh putting your comments on there. So let's let's read a few, shall we? It's been a minute. Yeesh. Okay. So I have a hard time reading. This is small. Oh. Kill Kill App. <laughs> I think scary. I like it. Um, they said, funny and down to earth. Good job, guys. Enjoy listening and love that you guys are from Ohio. We are from Ohio. We our are whole lives. The whole time. Yep. We're native to born, Ohio. Born and raised. Yes. So thank you. Being down to earth is something that means a lot to me. I know that we aren't perfect and we goof up, up goof yeah. up and off <laughs> a lot. <laughs> you look <laughs> Pro- very confused. Proving the points. Um, but no, we... I want to be down to earth because hmm? we're people just yeah. like you. I don't like when people aren't. No. That's, yeah, we're that's not about fake. the worst thing you could be. I can't say everything right. You know it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not good at math. I'm too emotional sometimes. Like I got that. a lot of faults. Mm. Me too. But I feel like we're good people doing the good work <laughs> of the Lord. Doing the good work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, okay. I think it's just fun to do for fun. Like something... We can just do for fun. That's yeah. cool that you guys like it and are enjoying it. So yeah, um, makes it even more even better. Absolutely. So Jedi Gemini said that we're amusing. Thank you. Uh, said funny hosts talk about interesting topics. Good to listen to while you do other things. I do wonder if they try to correctly pronounce names while researching, <laughs> or if they just wing it and read the names the first time while recording. Guilty as charged. Yep. Jedi Gemini, you know. Us. We're all about the wing in it. We are. Yeah. And and I do the notes. So I do the notes, and then me and Jord collaborate on this, mm-hmm. the talking. Yes. And I tell you, whenever you're typing something out, you think you know how to say it. <laughs> but then whenever you come to it, you don't know. And you just got to go for it, you know? <laughs> and we do all the time. Yep. In this episode, it's going to happen. I'm trying to correct it, but yeah. yeah. We'll definitely in the future mispronounce more things. Yeah. But. Okay, we got two more. Um, this made me laugh, like belly laugh, like jiggly belly laughing. Jiggly belly laugh. This is from P. Sherman, 422 Wallaby Way, Sydney. <laughs> That's from Finding Nemo, and I love it. He's a great, two super funny hosts, definitely 10 out of 10. Recommend the podcast. So thank you, P. Sherman, 42, Wallaby Way, Sydney. And we got the high five emoji. We did. The, the two high fives. The two high fives. High 10. High 10. If you will. Or it's like, yes, queen. That's what I think of whenever I see that. Oh, well. Yes, queen. You know? Huh. Okay. So either way, we're giving you two f- high fives back or a yes, queen. <laughs> yes. Depending. Okay. The last one. J.S. Wood 121, love, love, love. I had the pleasure of Mystery History following me on Instagram. I'm so glad they did. This has been the cutest, funniest, and most entertaining podcast I've listened to in a while. Keep up the good work, guys. Thank we you. We cute. Thank you. I feel adorable right now. <laughs> um, but thank you, Jessica, for your um, your review. Thank you, everybody, for the five-star reviews and the comments. We love reading them. Um, they really... Melt my heart. So thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Guess what else? What? We got something we've never got before. Oh. <laughs> we got a voice message, y'all. Yeah, we did. A voice message. 13 episodes, 12 episodes of us asking you 13. to send us a voice message. 
No, because this is 13, and we already got one, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Math. I see what you're doing. Yeah, see what I did there? That only makes sense, but okay. So we are going to play this. She doesn't really want us to, but we do what we want. No, I'm just kidding. I think it was so cute, and it made me so excited. So this is from Tom underscore Koval underscore Glass, and this is her. Let's go. Hey, guys. Chris here from Tom Koval Glass. Wanted to let you know Alcatraz was great. Can't wait for part two. And Machine Gun Kelly was kind of cute. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Yes, he was. Mm. Good looking fella. So I'm so excited. We finally got a voice message. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So that was through Instagram. Mm -hmm. We always say you can do it through Anchor, which you can. Yeah. But you can also do it through Instagram. Yeah, it's probably easier, honestly, through Instagram. Probably, because most people probably don't have Anchor. Yeah, I think you have to have the app. Or you have to go to like the web browser. So yeah, it's just easier because everybody has Instagram mostly. So. Yeah, so, hey, you could send us a voice message on Instagram, and we will play it live on the air. Yeah, or even, like, a video message. Yeah, like yeah anything. we can repost it. Mm-hmm. We're here for you. Um, I really love Tom underscore Koval underscore Glass <laughs> because they have been with us from the beginning mm-hmm. whenever we had, like, 60 followers and 60 listens. Yeah. Um, so their support means the world to me. Go check them out on Instagram. They've got wonderful glass things. Accoutrement. Um, what's the word? Not uh, paraphernalia? <laughs> <laughs> Would that be the word? Yeah. Yeah. I'll say that. They got some paraphernalia over there, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate them. We love it. Okay. Uh, let's get through the rest of these real quick here. I don't want to make your ears bleed. Um, Instagram, mm-hmm. blowing up. Uh-huh. So that, I, I posted a picture of me and my friend Rachel at the Mothman Festival in front of the Mothman statue. Mm-hmm. It got 386 likes. Yeah, it was very random. Very random. Maybe it's just my face. I think they that's love it. it. I get it. Thank you all. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, I mean, people were eating that up. So mm-hmm. then I got extra pressure. It's like, oh my god, people love the Mothman. Am I going to screw this up completely? And they're going to hate me? Yep. Probably. But it's all right. That's like the design I did yesterday was almost a 200 likes. Yeah. So it's- yeah, it's but people love it. Yep. Uh, and it's a hop, skip, and a jump from where we live. Mm-hmm. Um, Been through there many times. Yep. So we've got um, over 3,055 followers on Instagram. Uh, share, like, hit that follow button. Mm-hmm. All right. The next and, well, last couple of things we're going to talk about. I got some some shameless plugs. Here we go. We are excited to announce that the Mystery History Podcast is partnering with Forensic Miles Podcast. Um, they are a true, true crime podcast, which is basically like an audio companion to Forensic Files, hence Forensic Miles. You see what they did there? I like it. Very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually got the chance to know them because I participated in a giveaway they were doing for a killer tote. It's a black tote that says killer on it. So cool. And I won. I never win anything in my life, but I won this tote. So, um, so I started chatting with them, and they have a store, uh, a brand of theirs that they make all these awesome things. So we've partnered with them, um, and you can use our code Mystery History Podcast to receive twenty percent off your order. We will put a 
uh, picture out there with the link mm-hmm. to, but it's www.forensicmiles.com. And then you can put mystery history podcast in there to get that 20% off. They got t-shirts, hoodies, totes, masks, earrings, all kinds of good stuff on there. Mm-hmm. So give them some love. You can also follow them on Instagram. Yeah, it's exciting to work with people like that. It's in the same community. As yeah, us. I, I mean, say it's very. Yeah, I have not met a mean Mm-mm. podcast true crime yet. Everybody's we all very are very yeah, very supportive of one another, uh, which is awesome because we're all trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. We all love true crime. We want to talk to you guys about it. Yeah, we're just having fun too. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing serious. Yeah, I'm not trying not... to build a million dollar empire here. Right, we're yeah. just hanging out with my brother, talking. Yeah, talking some shit. And I love to talk. Yeah, you do. So, um, anyway, <laughs> the next one, as always, Dead Academy podcast, near and dear to our heart, Fallon and Michelle. Uh, their latest episode was on the life of Diana, Princess of Wales. Um, Fallon actually got to speak to somebody who knew Princess Diana, which is pretty awesome. So got some inside scoop. Um, Fallon's mother, I had the pleasure of knowing her. She passed away a couple years ago and, uh, Princess Diana was something that was really, um, special to her. So I know this was an emotional one for Fallon, which is awesome. So please go give them some love at Dead Academy podcast on Instagram. Crimson Closets is another one that we started talking to on Instagram. Uh, they're two moms that hide in their closets and drink wine and talk about crime. <laughs> What's not to love? Love it. You know what I mean? Uh, their latest episode was on Ken- Kanika Jenkins. Um, so they release new episodes like us every Monday. We appreciate their support of us, and we want to support them. So, um, so go give them a, a like and a listen as well. The Late Night Slice, new episode was on movie villains. Give them a listen. They finally shouted us out <laughs> after shaming them. I think the uh, the mic, the free mic comment yeah. really got to them. Well, which I mean. Which we got to do what we got to do. You know, sometimes uh, so the, truth, the truth hurts sometimes. It does. Cuts you deep. So, so they shouted us out. <laughs> so we are returning the favor even though we've done it many times. Yeah. It's, without. Who's counting? But it's just a lot you more. Know, you know. We're just better. But, yeah. Hey. We appreciate them. No, it's all fun. Good yeah, fun. Good fun. Fun and games. That's for real. Until you piss us off yeah. and then it's game on, mm, bro. Don't do that. Don't do it. <laughs> Patreon. Talk about our Patreon. Oh, uh, so we have a website which you can get to the Patreon from, but the website is mistressyourpodcast.com. We have all our episodes. Uh, we have merch. We have hoodies, shirts, pillows, phone Hello. cases. Yep. All that kinds of good stuff. And then there's a, on the main page of that, there's a link to the Patreon. And we have three different tiers and it gets you different things. So, yeah. And just any kind of support we appreciate. We do. You can we do, do. one time donations and stuff like that mm-hmm. just to keep it going. So, yeah. So we, we appreciate that. You can always email us at mysteryhistorypod at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe. We're on every platform known to man. Yep. And just like commenting on Instagram posts and stuff like that. It's really cool to just interact with people. Exactly. And we always try very hard to make sure that we interact with every single person that comments. Yep. um, And or liking what they're sending us, the reposting. We also repost. So um, it's very important to us to keep that communication. Mm -hmm. Uh, We wouldn't be here without you all or we would and it would be really boring because it would just be us. But um, (laughs) Nobody would be listening. No. But I like the the banter back and forth between Mm -hmm. What you hear, what you want to hear, yep. what what your experiences are. So um, we're all just people with similar interests. So yeah, it's cool to keep it going. Yep, just talk. So let's talk. Let's talk. 
So let's talk about the Mothman. Yes. You want to talk about it? Sure. Why don't you tell us what is it? The Mothman is an elusive creature who has been described by some as a man-sized bird creature. Depending on whose statement you're looking at, it's generally described as a seven-foot-tall flying creature-slash-alien. It has two legs and wings. The coloration varies from black, gray, or brown. His wingspan um, is 10 to 15 feet or more and has the ability to fly over 100 miles per hour. He has two huge red eyes that glow or are reflective. He can fold his wings and walk with a weird shuffle that is compared to a penguin. When he flies, he unfolds his wings and shoots straight up with great speed like Superman. And you know he's a he. I mean, Moth Man. That's what, right. I guess (laughs) I didn't put that together. (laughs) Well, it could be Moth Woman. But it's not. It could, but it's not. It's not. It's the man. Mm -hmm. Anyway, (laughs) good point, good point. (laughs) How come, you know what I was just, that just like sparked up in my head. You've never, in a movie, you've never, I guess you don't know what sex they are, but in the movie, you've never seen like a female alien. I have. Which one? In real life. Huh? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I feel like I've seen suits with boobs in them. I don't think Haven't so. Haven't you? Like, what about Mars Attacks? Oh, if, yeah, that's true. There's got to be boobs in that. Yeah, I think that one. But, like, I don't know. But most of the time, you're right. They are yeah, men. Because huh. men are dumb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so personal, but all right. <laughs> no, I don't know why. I think because most of these stories are brought up by men, so they just put themselves in it because they're the ones that are... Telling these tales. Hmm. I see. I don't know. But I don't know. That's just a thought. Hmm. Sorry, weird tangent again. We're it good is. at those. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the first sighting oh. of this bird thing. Mothman. The man who's a moth. <laughs> bird thing, a.k.a. Mothman. <laughs> uh, so the Mothman decided to grace us all with his presence on November 12th, 1966 in Clinton, West Virginia. There was a grave digger who was working in the cemetery and spotted something strange in the sky. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? <laughs> no, he didn't know what it was. He glanced up and saw something humongous fly over his head. It was moving fast across the cemetery from tree to tree, so I could just have a visual of it jumping, which is freaky. Uh, yeah, um, don't like that. No. The grave digger described it as a brown human being. This was the first reported sighting of what is known to be the Mothman. Hmm. Hmm. That would be absolutely terrifying. Yeah. That's a poo-poo in the pants. The poo-poo, that's maybe why it was brown. <laughs> the, the poo-poo in the pants. So. <laughs> Take has... me home. <laughs> country road. To a place I belong. So, from Clinton, West Virginia, one hour and 18 minutes to Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Mountain Mama. <laughs> <laughs> Take me home. Okay, I'm done. So this is where most of the Mothman history takes place in Point Pleasant. Point Pleasant had an interest. Istri- wow. Point Pleasant has had an interesting history. On October 10th, 1774, the Shawnee and Mingo Indian tribes decided to attack the Virginian military under Colonel Andrew Lewis to stop them from invading Ohio country. Uh, yeah, don't don't come in our country. Don't. The plan of Lewis was to march into Ohio and claim the land they uh, bought for more than 10,000 pounds in the Treaty of Fort Stanwix. The British wanted to formally end rifts at its borders 
and the Native Americans feared the loss of the land, um, so the Brits decided to expand their territory by force. Force. Not good. I mean, Indians. That sucks. That does. They got the British people doing it, and then other... Yeah, everybody, ugh. Everybody's against them. Not me. We are Native American. A little bit. Just barely. Cherokee people. Yeah. Cherokee pride. <laughs> I don't even know how much we are. Not I, a lot. I mean, Like enough. less than... Enough. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> the Battle of Point Pleasant started with Cornstalk, the chief of the Shawnee tribe. He was angry that they were left out of the treaty and felt neglected. He had since had a good relationship with the white man and didn't understand why they were doing this. They did not give get any money or even... Or then he got... Did, wow. They did not get any money, even though their land was a part of this treaty deal. Cornstalk did not feel like giving up or selling the land, so he planned to fight Lewis's troops of 1,100 men. The tribe only had about 300 to 500 men, so they were outnumbered heavily. Yeah, definitely. The battle lasted many hours and became very bloody. Cornstalk retreated. However, he was informed that the soldiers or more soldiers were coming. In the end, 33 bodies were discovered dead in uh, part of the tribe, while soldier, 75 soldiers were killed and over 100 were wounded. That's pretty... So that means that the Indians was kicking some A's. Yeah, no kidding. Good for you, Indians. That's probably where knowing the land comes in handy. Yeah. Really from a high vantage point. Yeah. Arrows. Yeah. Mm. And arrows and shit. Yeah. Realizing his brother was one of the deceased, Cornstalk retreated and ended up signing the Treaty of Camp Charlotte, which surrendered their land to the Virginians. Those goddamn Virginians. God damn it. In 1777, Cornstalk had made peace with the white men again. Captain Arbuckle, who commanded the military team at Point Pleasant, um, was working with Cornstalk as they heard some other tribes were going to attack and try to take over the fort. Cornstalk admitted he would allow his men to fight with other tribes. Cornstalk, Red Hawk, and Cornstalk's son were taken hostage to try to prevent other tribes from attacking. Right. So he said that his his tribe was going to work with them and try to take over this fort. Well, yeah, if you take your son, I'm going to get my fucking son back. No, he didn't take his son. Yeah, he did. Well, they were all held hostage. So Cornstalk told him, hey, my people are going to fight with those other people to try to take over your fort. Oh, uh, I got you. And then they're like, we're going to hold you hostage. Okay, I got you. And then actually Cornstalk's son wasn't the first to be held hostage. So Cornstalk and Red Hawk and a few others were held hostage. Cornstalk's son went to go talk to his dad, and then they captured him as well. Ah, uh, son of a bitch. Right. Yeah, he's Not smart. <laughs> Don't do that. If, yeah. you're, if your father is captured, just he's gone. Stay away. <laughs> He's he's gone now. You have no dad. Nope. He's gone. <laughs> Supposedly, Cornstalk and the other hostages were treated well, and he even helped them plot maps of the Ohio River during his capture. Yeah. So it wasn't an angry thing. I mean, if somebody held me hostage, I'd be pissed. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't but, be happy. But maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But it wasn't an angry thing. A few days later, gunfire was heard outside the walls of the fort. Two soldiers went to investigate and were ambushed by Indians. One was killed and one escaped. When the bloody corpse of the soldier was returned to the fort, they were outraged and won revenge. They went into the where Cornstalk and the other Indians were being held. Cornstalk stood up to greet them, not knowing what had just happened. The soldiers opened fire with their muskets. Cornstalk himself was shot eight, ti- eight times before he fell to the floor. As he lay dying, he said these words, I was the borderman's friend. Many times I, I have saved him and his people from harm. I never warred you, but only to protect are wigwams and lands. I refuse to join your pale-faced enemies with red coats. 
I came to the fort as your friend and you murdered me. You have murdered you have murdered by my side my son, my young son. For this may be the curse of the great spirit rest upon this land. May it be blighted by nature. May it be blighted in its hopes. May the strength of its people be paralyzed by the stains of our blood. Whoa. Yeah. That's no joke. Not good. Oh, mm-mm. mm-mm. Talk about poo-poo pants. Poo-poo pants. That guy was like, oh, shit. Yep. Not the stains of your blood. <laughs> no. So, ever since Cornstalk's curse, Point Pleasant has been home to some tragedies and disasters. There have been many monuments that were erected in honor of Cornstalk and the Shawnee. It's said that some of these statues have been hit by lightning and are said to be tied to the Cornstalk curse. Mm. You hate to see it. Yep. December 6th, which is Allison's birthday. My birthday. So, pretty bad day. Yeah. 1907, the worst coal mine disaster in American history took place in Monongah, West Virginia. Mm. I think I said that right. Where 310 miners were killed. That's terrifying. Yeah. That's like my worst nightmare to be trapped in a mine like that. Ugh. Claustrophobic and just... Get the black lung Ugh. pop. No thanks. Yeah. Uh, June 1944, 150 people were killed when a tornado ripped through the tri-state triangular area. Hmm. Is that what tri-state means? <laughs> no. It means like three states come together. <laughs> Yikes. It's like, does tri-state mean triangular? I just wasn't hmm. expecting two tri words next to each other. Tri-tri. Tri. And this one's a really famous one. Um, December 15th, 1967, the Silver Bridge collapsed and sent 46 people to their death in the Ohio River. And that's probably the most famous. Mm-hmm. Um, Incident in Point Pleasant. Um, August 1968, Piedmont Airlines uh, plane crashed near Kanawha Airport, killing 35 people. I never noticed how many like Indian-sounding names there are, which makes sense now. Mm Mm-hmm, because it was... Yeah. Yeah. um, November 14th, 1970, Southern Airlines DC-10 crashed into a mountain near Huntington, West Virginia, killing 75 people on board. That's where uh, Marshall is, Marshall University, mm, Huntington. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, March 1976, Harriet Sisk, who was arrested for murdering her infant daughter, was housed at Mason County Jail. Her husband came to the jail with a suitcase of explosives to kill himself and his wife and destroy the building. Both of the Sisks were killed as well as three law enforcement officers. Wow, Dang, that's insane. That is. That's rough. Oh. January 1978, a freight train derailed at Point Pleasant and dumped thousands of gallons of toxic chemicals into the town's water supply. Man, that's bad luck. Mm. While we were discussing Point Pleasant as an area, I want to paint a picture of you for you of the TNT area, which we'll discuss more later. The TNT area was a U.S. Army ammunitions manufacturing facility that was constructed and operated during World War II. It is 8,323 acres, so it's freaking huge. Big. The site once employed 3,500 workers and was in operation from 1942 to 1945. There are almost 100 large concrete domes that are built into the ground that house explosives. They were designed to not be seen from the air. After the war, the site was turned into a landfill, the McClintic Wildlife Management Area, and the Mason County Airport. The wildlife management area is occupied by 600 acres of farmland, 180 acres of wetland has 31 ponds, 1,100 acres of brushland, and uh, 1,775 acres of mixed hardwood forest. So it's a pretty big area. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on there. 
And it's creepy as hell. Yeah, it's very... We'll talk about it more, but I've actually been there. Have you? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It it, it looks like it's out of, like, World War II. It looks looks like it's in a scary movie. Yeah. I don't know. There's just... It's very decrepit buildings. Yeah. We've got some pictures of, like, what the domes are, so it's not... It's it's built into the ground, so it's not just, like, a, a cement building it's actually in the ground so it's in these hills kind of like a cave hmm. um that's what that second picture there is showing yeah we'll post these pictures too so yep. that you guys can see uh and then they have a lot of issues there was some red algae stuff that i had seen but i didn't put in the notes um because of all the issues that they've had with the water um but there's a bunch of of issues with contaminated and poisonous water um so that's probably not good for people drinking it. Especially you know? in a wildlife area. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's talk about possibly the biggest reported sighting. The biggest and the bestest. The best. All right. <laughs> November 15th, 1966. Um, so this is three days. I know we've talked about a lot, but this is three days after the gravedigger reported seeing the Mothman. Okay. So we're still in Point Pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, two young couples were riding around town in their black 1957 Chevy, which is sweet. Pretty classic. Um, they were headed to the TNT area, which we just talked about. A lot of kids went there. <laughs> Gonna do some fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, it's not... <laughs> these people, they're kids. I think they were, like, 19, but they're all married. Hmm. Yeah, that, we that talked about that in the uh, yeah. Zodiac one, yeah. The 60s, man. I am behind. It's time of love. Man. They were loving hard and getting married. <laughs> loving hard. Uh, so, anyway, their names were uh, Linda and Roger Scarberry and Steve and Mary Mallet. Okay. Those are some 60s names. That is. That's good. Mm-hmm. They finally got to the North Power Plant at the TNT area, and they saw two large red eyes that were actually reflected in the car's headlights. Hmm. Uh, Steve noticed first and pointed it out to the group, and they noticed the eyes belonged to a strange creature that they've never seen before. Um, they described it as a gray, man-like thing with wings, and it was going around the corner of the old power plant. That's freaky. That is creepy. That gives me a, an image. Yeah. I don't like it. Uh-uh. Uh, it didn't run, but it wobbled. Like, it couldn't keep its balance, like we talked about earlier. Penguin. The penguin. That's my favorite animal, by the way. Is it? Oh, yep. <laughs> Fucking cute as hell. Lame. All right. Bye. <laughs> Mine's a great white shark, so mine eats yours. Well, don't. It just happens. It's the, <laughs> the chain. <laughs> Food chain. Okay, so Linda described the creature as having round eyes and a body like a man, but it had wings. Uh, The creature was about six to seven foot tall, and its wings were folded back against its back. Um, She said you could see the muscles in its legs. Everyone was in shock, so they jumped back into their car, and they drove off on Route 62. They actually spotted the creature again on top of the hill next to a large billboard. The creature spread its wings and flew straight up in the air. Um, Everyone in the car was screaming at Roger to go faster. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Yeah. Get me out of this place. Um, So the creature actually started flying 
at them and went back and forth um, behind the back end of the car. As they went on a straight stretch of road, they were going over 100 miles per hour, but the creature was still following them. So it's a pretty fast bird. Yeah, that's... I can't even imagine. That'd be so terrifying. It's like a cheetah with wings. Faster than a cheetah. I think a cheetah only runs six miles an hour. You're right. So I don't have another analogy. (laughs) Thanks for ruining it. It's like a 1957 Chevy. Going 100 miles an hour (laughs) with wings. (laughs) We came back. It was fine. Um, So they couldn't seem to get away from it no matter how fast they went. Um, They would hear the wings actually hitting on the top of the car, which is creepy. And there were scratches left on the top of the car from these wings. Um, They finally got into town, and the creature flew off in another direction into a field. That reminds me of, like, cicada wings. Yeah. Just, like, real thick. Like, you can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. Not a fan. I don't like birds. They freak me out. Oh, okay. In general. Penguins are birds, you know. Yeah, I don't like them. They don't fly, though. Things that fly and can peck my eyes out. Thanks, Alfred Hitchcock, for ruining my life. Yeah. They'll get you. I don't know. They're just freaky. They're freaky deaky. I don't like it. Um, So they... They pulled into the Dairyland, which I'm assuming is an ice cream shop, which sounds delicious, uh, to try to figure out what they were going to do. Linda wanted to go to the police, but Steve and Roger were like, they're going to think we are absolutely insane. They're probably right. <laughs> yeah, because they're young. Not super young, but young. Yeah, there's no, yeah. And People it's only them. It yeah. yeah. So um, they wanted to go back to make sure that the thing was still there, but they were too afraid. Um, so as they were turning around, they saw a large dog that was dead laying on the side of the road um, when they had passed by. But whenever they went by again, the, the dog was gone. The creature then jumped out as they passed where the dead dog was, went over the top of the vehicle, and went through the field on the other side. Mm-mm. So they're alluding to the fact that this thing ate a dog, which I don't like. Nope. Fuck that thing. Yeah. They drove back into town and parked at Tiny's Diner. Where they called the police, because that was the end. They were done. They were going to report this thing. It scared them. Deputy Millard Halstead was the one who took the report. He didn't actually believe them at first, but they weren't the usual troublemakers in town, and they seemed to really be genuinely terrified. He said he would investigate their story, so the couples drove back out to the TNT area with the deputy. That is a scary movie right there. Yeah, I'm surprised this isn't... With one guy? No. You need an army. (laughs) Well, he's got a gun. I would need a gun. I mean, Everybody needs a gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yes. Yeah, okay. Halstead scanned the tree line with a flashlight, but he didn't see anything. Um, he said that he was hearing some strange static disturbances on the radio, and he couldn't explain why. Mm. Get out of there. Get out of there. Yeah, that's very... Uh-uh. Don't do it. The couples were too scared to sleep alone, obviously, because they went they went there with Halstead. They didn't find anything. Halstead's, okay, go home. No. Mm-hmm. No. I don't go home <laughs> after I see a mothman. <laughs> so they went back to Scarberry's trailer and stayed up all night together with the lights on. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. Smart move. Yep. The following day, Sheriff George Johnson held a press conference to discuss the sightings, uh, and the local press began printing stories and named the creature the Mothman because it, uh, the Batman comic had just come out, and there was a creature in the Batman series. So the Mothman is, is what it came to be. Hmm. Steve Mallett told the local newspaper that he understood everyone was laughing at him, but why would they make it up to make them all look like fools? Right. He wasn't trying to get a minute of fame. It was just real. 
Um, the couples did actually return to the TNT area during the daytime, stupid, and found tracks that looked like two horseshoes put together, but they were smooth. Um, Steve saw something fly up inside the boiler when a door was door was kicked in, but they didn't stay long enough to find out what it was. Ugh. I would be going to no buildings. No. I mean, maybe you'd be safe in buildings, though. No. No? Yeah, uh-huh. you're right. You're right. You want to stay in the light. Stupid. Stay in the light. That was stupid. There's no yeah power in these 1942 no. <laughs> buildings. The Scarberry couple said they experienced poltergeist activity in their home after all of this occurred also. Um, from 1966 to 1967, they would experience odd lights in the house, objects moving by themselves, and a heavy odor of cigar smoke was smelled even though nobody smoked. Linda claimed to have seen the creature many times, including one time on the roof. She said, it seems like it doesn't want to hurt you. It just wants to communicate with you. No. Uh, that's a bold. Linda. Uh, yeah. It seems. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Until it rips your face exactly, off. Exactly. Yeah. With its talons. It seems nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no. Nope. Linda. No. I'm like, you go fucking talk to him, Linda. Right. Crazy ass bitch. <laughs> um, but she was kind of plagued by this. I mean, she would see sightings of it and and felt like it was kind of connected to her. Hmm. So. Interesting. That is the most famous, probably, of the sightings yeah. of the Mothman. That's the one I always think about when I yeah. think of this. Yeah. And there's been, I haven't, I didn't notate it anywhere, but there's been tons of shows, um, Monster Quest, everything where they interview these people. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, if you Google it, you can find interviews from them. All right. The November 15th, 1966 sighting. Which is the next day. The next day. Uh, Marcella Bennett. Her brother, Raymond Walmsley, his wife, Kathy, and Marcella's two-year-old daughter, Tina, were traveling to visit relatives that lived near the TNT area of Point Pleasant. They had read about the strange occurrence that took place the night before. The house they were visiting was near the igloos of the TNT area and belonged to Ralph Thomas and his wife, Virginia, who were uh, Marcella's sister and their three children, Ricky, Connie, and Vicky. The Virginia was Marcella's sister. Oh, gotcha. And then they got three kids, Ricky, Vicky, and Connie. <laughs> All about the IE names Poor here. Connie. She that, wasn't in the group. How funny is that that they live in West Virginia and the wife's name is Virginia? Right. Like, that's really thinking outside the box there. Yeah, that was original. <laughs> uh, they got to the house and realized that Ralph and Virginia had left for church, and the only ones home were the three kids. They briefly exchanged words and went back to their car around 9 p.m. What time is their church? I was about to say that, yeah. That's what I want to know. And what who, church are you going to? Uh, hmm. Uh, uh, uh. Mm. While walking back to their car, Raymond spotted strange lights in the sky and a dark figure stirred behind their parked car. That scares me. Yep. I don't like strange figures at all. Never. Not even one of them. Not even stirring. Uh-uh. Or standing still. My <laughs> <With> cars? <laughs> don't be near my car. Uh-uh. Marcella saw the creature out of the corner of her eye as she was unlocking the car door. So that means she was standing right there and the thing was behind the back of the car. Mm-mm. No. More poo-poo pants. Yeah. She first saw its legs that were covered in gray feathers but not see any feet. Uh, the wings were closed to it, or close to its body and its head was tilted sideways. Fuck that. Nope. Marcella was standing a few feet away from the Mothman. She did not see any red eyes and its head was sunken into its shoulder area. She turned to run and was frozen in fear as she collapsed to her knees. She finally was able to get up and picked her kid, picked up her kid and ran to the house. 
The Walmsleys were waiting on the steps for her, and Raymond heard the creature flap its wings. He's like, screw that, I'm not going to get her. Uh-uh. She can come here herself. <laughs> uh-uh. Fuck that. No. You on like, your own, lady. That's why I don't like birds. The f- they ran inside where Marcella laid down on the sofa. Her hands were skinned and scraped, bruised and bleeding from the fall. The side of her face was also bleeding. Raymond called the police and explained what had happened, and they um, they were locked in the house, but it was still outside. So, not very comforting. No. Even though you're inside, out in the middle of the country with some fucking Bird winged thing. creature. Uh-uh. Whole lot of no. The moss man shuffled on the front porch, pushed the door, and peered into the windows. Uh-uh. Like, shuffled like a penguin. I mean, that kind of takes away from it if I saw something just, like, scooting. <laughs> It's not along. a very threatening move, yeah. Maybe you could just push it, and it would fall right over. Because oh, I feel like if you pushed a penguin, it would fall over. Top heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It took the police about 15 to 20 minutes to arrive, and by that time, the creature had left. The police took this report seriously as they saw uh, that Marcella had been injured. The cops went with guns drawn to look for the creature, but did not find anything. Marcella is still haunted by this experience. Um, she said she felt like the creature, her, her and the creature have a link, and it would come back. She would feel still feel its presence at times, like in the back seat of her car. Ew. That's it's weird when you get like feelings like that. Like, like when you when feel it, like something's behind you. Yeah, like you feel like yeah, you just get like the hair stands up on your neck, mm-hmm. and it's like I don't know if that's electricity, like changes in electricity that do that or what. I don't know. Like okay, at mom's house in the basement, mm-hmm. whenever you go up the stairs, did you run up the stairs? Because I time. did. Yeah, every time. There was nothing there, Mm-mm. but something could have been. It's weird how your psyche does that to you. Yeah. Just like, I got to get up there. And yeah. then my heart would beat really fast. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Okay. This, we talked about it briefly above the Silver Bridge collapse. So we're going to go into more depth with that. Um, okay. So the main street in Point Pleasant led straight onto the I-Bar chain style suspension bridge named the silver bridge um it was called the silver bridge because it was painted the aluminum color (laughs) silver (laughs) yeah i about said aluminium i really had to fucking british hard (laughs) aluminum (laughs) british as hell and vitamins and went across the ohio river to gallipos gallipos galapolis galapolis Galapolis. Galapolis. You can do it. <laughs> Please. G Ohio. <laughs> anyway, that part of Ohio. <laughs> the bridge was built in 1928. Uh, locals would cross the bridge on a daily basis, oftentimes several times a day. On December 15th, 1967, exactly 13 months after the first Mothman sighting, the bridge was full of cars, many of them with people shopping for Christmas, um, and the bridge began to shake. They heard a low moaning of metal and then a loud screech. Mary Heyer was a newspaper reporter who wrote the articles of the Mothman and was a close friend to John Keel, who wrote the Mothman prophecies, which sucked. Not the book, the movie. The movie, yeah. Um, on November 19th, 1967, she told Keel that she had a terrible nightmare where there were a lot of people drowning in the river and Christmas packages were floating in the water. She felt that something awful was going to happen. When Keel returned to Point Pleasant on Thanksgiving 1967, people in the area were having dreams and nightmares. 
Nightmares. Nightmares. <laughs> yeah, nightmares about a common coming disaster. Virginia Thomas had um, had them about people dying in the water near the Ohio River. That's crazy. Now I will say though, unless this really happened before the bridge. Okay, I believe it. Mm. But whenever something tragic happens, then people always like to say, oh, well, mm-hmm. I thought this. But they didn't really. It was kind of influenced by what just happened. Yeah. That's been linked to alien sightings, though. People having, like, collective dreams. Like, groups of people. Mm. So that's... Mm. I don't know what this thing is, but... It's an alien. That's like... I, I think I've asked you this before. Have you seen that fourth kind movie about no. the alien invasion? Mm-mm. There's, like, a whole town in Alaska, and, like, the whole town was having the same dream. Really? And then... I need to watch that movie. The movie's wild, yeah. I will tell you, can we get on a side note real quick? Mm-hmm. Okay. Love those. So, we did Alcatraz, and we talked about Whitey Bulger. Mm-hmm. So, I finally watched Black Mass. Oh, my God. That movie awesome. It's awesome. <clears throat> I had a hard time looking at him. Well, yeah, he's meant to be unsettling. I know, but his, his eyes... Because Johnny Depp has dark eyes, mm. and Whitey had bluish greenish eyes yeah very light eyes he did a great job mm-hmm. like performing as him but the notes that i had him being robin hood he didn't seem to be robin hood and he also said he never killed any women but in that movie he killed some women <laughs> he's yeah that movie is awesome though i didn't really like the ending it's been a long it just seemed like it kind of ended like yeah. it was just done but uh but i really recommend that movie it was very good it's mm. very violent there's a lot of words of cursing. A lot of words. Um, so don't watch it with children. But, but like I said, it's one of those movies where you watch it and like halfway through you're like, you don't even remember it's Johnny Depp. Yeah, it's no, like, definitely. You, you like lose yourself in the character. It's wild. And it goes more in depth about how his son <clears throat> passed away, which was heart-wrenching and mm. terrible. Ugh. But I think that was like the catalyst for him turning yeah. bad. Kind of snap something in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Making him really evil. Mm-hmm. Not Robin Hood anymore. Right. Okay. We're back on track. <laughs> back to Mothman. Back to Mothman. Um, okay. So in an interview, a bridge collapse survivor, Charlene Wood, said that when I got to the traffic light in Point Pleasant, I got to the red light. When it changed, I started going up onto the bridge. And just about that time, the bridge started shaking. She heard a loud noise and thought a boat actually had hit underneath the bridge. She reversed her vehicle and the bridge began folding in on itself with her tires stopped on the ledge where it broke off. Wow. Wow. That's Could you imagine? No. Um, the bridge collapsed into the water below. 46 people died and nine were injured. Two victims were never found. Um, this was the worst bridge accident in American history at the time. For days, rescue workers pulled smashed cars and bodies from the w- river, and there was trash all over the river from all the crap and mm-hmm. Christmas packages, and um, the tragedy actually happened on the coldest day of the year, Um, which in Ohio, I mean, I don't know, West Virginia might be a little colder because kind of up higher, maybe. I don't know. Mm, That's pretty flat over there. Is it? Yeah. So it's it's probably about the same as here, but but in December, it can be cold, like real cold. It can get in the negatives easy. So Yeah. yeah. Um, The Department of Transportation conducted an investigation on the collapse and found the cause to be a small 0.1-inch deep defect on the 13th steel pin I-bar on the bridge that was improperly manufactured. I'm just going to say, 
was the 13th steel pin I-bar, and we are on the 13th episode. Hmm. Coincidence? And this is coming out on the 13th. Oh, oh my gosh. But it's not a Friday, so we should be fine. Yeah, we'll see. Ooh, that's... Ooh, ooh. Okay. (laughs) Um... The Silver Bridge was 40 years old at the time and was poorly maintained. It had been carrying way more traffic than it was actually designed to take on. I was going to say, because it was built in 1929, I think mm-hmm. it said. So, yeah, it was, it was not meant, it was meant for, like, Model Ts. Yeah, not for cars constantly, constantly. In the it. 60s, those cars were, like... Heavy. That's the heaviest cars I've ever been. Yeah. Because they're all metal, like, everything on them is metal, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Silver Bridge was replaced by the Silver Memorial Bridge, and it was completed in 1969. So you're telling me, Allison, why are we talking about this? This is a bridge. We're talking about the Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you. There's a couple sightings of the Mothman that occurred near the bridge before the incident, and rumors spread that the collapse was connected to the Mothman, him giving warning that something bad was going to happen. So some people associate the Mothman as an omen of doom, so whenever you see him, that means something bad's going to happen. Half the people feel like he's bringing the bad. Half the people say he's trying to warn you of the bad. I'm going to take the stance that he's just trying to help. He's just a misunderstood winged bird thing, (laughs) penguin motherfucker, who's just trying to tell us that stuff's going to happen. The Mothman since has been reported being seen all over the world before tragedy strikes. Now, is this true or is this just, oh, yeah, I think I saw that during this time. Uh, But he's said to be seen at Chernobyl. Before hmm. the reactor, Twin Tower collapse in New York, uh, Minneapolis St. Anthony Falls bridge collapse before the swine flu pandemic in Mexico. So he is everywhere. Putting those wings to work. He is. Good thing he could fly 100 miles per hour. Huh. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. It is, isn't it? It sure is. So... As we said, John Keel published the book, uh, The Mothman Prophecies, and was heavily involved in interviewing people who saw the sighting. In 2002, The Mothman Prophecies was turned into a movie with Richard Gere, who was portraying John Keel. He bought a car dubbed the Mothmobile and would take it on solo road trips. He attended the 2003 Mothman Festival in a suit and was there for the unveiling of the Mothman statue, which we have a picture of on our Instagram. With me mm-hmm. in front of it. But yeah, that movie sucked. Yeah, terrible. I know we talked about it on a previous episode, but man, it just kept going and going, and nothing happened. No, it's yeah, it's mostly about him, like a memoir. Yeah, because he, John Keel. I know we didn't talk about it a lot, but he was actually really heavily involved with even as back far as Linda Scarberry. So whenever this happened, he would come to Point Pleasant. He would interview these people. And then whenever Marcella, he would interview her. He would, there was a lot more sightings than what I have in my notes here because it just, we don't have that much time. I mean, you know, to go Go over every single one. It's the same basic thing. Um, But you can go on the website that all... I'll tell you about in this when I talk cite our sources, um, and it just keeps going and going and going. Um, but yeah, he was very heavily involved with hmm. everything, um, interviewing these people. Hence, him writing these memoirs of of the Mothman, and then it turning into 
just keep growing into the movie, which shouldn't have never happened. Right. They did have a cool scene whenever he, because mm-hmm. he is in New York, right? New York City, I believe. And then he wakes yeah. up in Point Pleasant. Yeah. And then he's like driving and he sees like, it looks like red eyes, but it ends up being construction stuff. Right. There's a lot of yeah. cool like sequences, but the movie no. overall is not good. I agree. I think that the way that they shot it was pretty. Yeah. It could have been better. Yeah, the story it needed It needed more. Like there, it was a lot of lulls yeah. and waiting and not and, enough. And it's a lot of... Like they would hear things yeah. and then talk about it. It wouldn't show you the thing, right? It, like it's all. It was all him dialogue. interviewing. Yeah. I mean, it was him interviewing, which yeah. is what he did. So maybe he just—that's all but, he knew. But that doesn't make good for a movie. No, that's that's a book. But yeah, it's a better book than yeah. Um, the Men in Black. Um, the Men in Black are strangers that attempt to threaten witnesses and reporters of strange occurrences, such as the Mothman. They have dark features, expressionless faces. Wow, expressionless faces and strange eyes, usually covered by dark sunglasses. They appear to be inhuman in nature, and they travel in groups of two or three. Um, and no thing about the witnesses. Yeah, so these guys are basically they taunt the victims of these Mothmans, and some people think it's the government trying to keep them quiet because it's like you said, the UFO stuff, the alien stuff, they don't want it to get out, mm-hmm. and they're trying to to keep them quiet, or, I mean, as this, they're described here, are these aliens? There's actually, like, videos online. There's one video, because it, it's not just the Mothman. Yeah, they do it for, like, everything. Yeah. So anytime a weird occurrence happens, they're said to be seen, mm-hmm. and there's one where they go into a hotel. I forget what city it's in, but they go into a hotel looking for a guy, and he's not there. But it's like like the security camera for the hotel. Is it down? Look down. Yep, that's it right there. Is that, they look like uh, the Blues Brothers. They do look like the Blues Brothers, but it's very but, creepy. But ominous Blues Brothers. They're said to have like no like hair either. They're not on a mission from God, like the Blues Brothers. <laughs> no. These, they are evil. Yeah. Like, they don't have eyebrows or hair, yeah. and they are, like, very pale. And yeah. It's just creepy. Yep. So, Mothman witness Linda Scarberry said in the interview, the MIB wore black suits, black hats, and sunglasses. They drove black cars, Cadillacs, I think. They looked like human beings, but their skin was somewhat transparent. You could see the veins in their hands very clearly. Their fingers were longer than a normal person's fingers as well. Daddy shook hands with them, and he said they were awkward and shaking hands. They seemed to not know what to do or how to shake hands. She said um, one of the cars would follow us around, and there were three men in the car. The MIB went so far as to follow us through the drive-thru of a restaurant. We were afraid to turn around and just looked in the mirror at them. A man and woman carrying a camera um, visited Mothman witnesses Steve and Mary Mallet, wanting to take a picture of them. The Mallets took down the license plate of the Volkswagen but police said the number was non-existent. Ooh. That's creepy. Wonder if they got any food when they went through the drive-thru. <laughs> I doubt it. Because hmm. they probably don't eat. <laughs> but it's very, there's a, we'll have to do a whole episode on them because yeah. that's like a wormhole. Yeah, that's why I didn't do, get too in-depth with it. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to mention it because they are connected yeah, to yeah. each other. Definitely, yeah. um, but uh, they kind of like reading... Linda's stuff, it kind of reminds me of, like, have you heard of black-eyed children? Mm-hmm. Kind of like that, like, expressionless. Yeah. But I don't know. Creepy. There's been a lot of people that said they've, like, come to their house and, like, like come sat in their kitchen and, like, talk to them. Yeah. And it's, yeah, they said they're just very, 
like they don't have inflection in their voice. They're just very monotone. Yeah. They're expressionless, like they said. It's just like Ugh. something's off. As everybody that talks about them always says, like, it's not, something doesn't feel right. Yeah. Um, so we're going to, the, the last little bit here is on the Mothman statue and the Mothman festival. Um, in 2003, the town of Point Pleasant had Bob Roach create a 12-foot-tall stainless steel Mothman statue. And it's located smack dab in the middle of the town on Main Street near the Mothman Museum. Uh, the Mothman Museum was opened in 2005 by Jeff Wamsley. I've actually met him. I think I met him, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he's a... Interesting dude. He is, yeah. <laughs> um, he's a Point Pleasant native. He was actually neighbors to the Scarberries, and he was heavily influenced by the Mothman, even though at the original sightings he was only five years old. Mm-hmm. He helps, um, cre- he runs the Mothman Museum, and then from that spawned the Mothman Festival that takes place every year. Um, these, this festival is really cool. I've been to it. That's where that picture that I posted on Instagram was actually, I've been to Point Pleasant twice. One time we were coming back from Myrtle Beach, I believe, and Mm. went through, um, and it's like right on the way home. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we stopped there and just took a picture with the, the statue because the, the museum was closed. Then about, I think maybe the next year, the Mothman Festival was happening, and I conned Dad somehow into taking me and Rachel, and Terry went with us. Now, a little tidbit about our father. <laughs> he doesn't believe in this crap. In anything. No. Mm-mm. He's very... If you can see it, he believes it. Yes. That's it. Yes. He's not a skeptic, or he is a skeptic. Yeah. To with the point everything. where he just doesn't even care to be even a skeptic. He just doesn't care about it. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow I talked him into taking us. So we went. It was really cool. It's a very beautiful area. So the river splits, and it's and you see, I saw the statue of Cornstalk. They have a really cool, you know, memorial for all of them. The Mothman Museum is, is very cool. It's small. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of information in there, a lot of memorabilia that That's he has. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then... We went, I don't know if it was Dairyland, but we went to some, uh, we walked to some ice cream shop. Hmm. It was pretty good. But there's people that dress up. They have guest speakers from the books that have been written. You can actually, I think it's like $5. You can take a bus tour to the TNT area where they'll let you walk around in there. Hmm. We, We didn't go on the tour, which would have been probably way more interesting. Right. But we just drove out there. Um, so I got to see the domes and. How far from the town is it? five minutes really yeah it's really close um so if you're ever in town whenever the mothman's happening (laughs) check it out check it out people there are really cool because really point pleasant is kind of a dead town there's nothing is successful there everything that that starts there fails or doesn't go anywhere I don't know what those people do there to make money. I think a lot of them are, they used to be at least miners and stuff yeah, like that. But it's very much a, it's, yeah. there's no prominent businesses there. It's very much a itty bitty small, small town. town. Yeah, just it's small had town a America. lot of tragedies. Yeah. And, um, but it's a very beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And the people there, you know, the, the Mothman helps them in their town because people will come to visit when there'd be nothing else to really visit. Mm-hmm. 
So it is really pretty though, right on the river. It it's, is very. I think yeah. I have. I, I'll have to look through my Facebook photos because I think I have some more of stuff like of the Mothman Museum um, that we can post. So we'll post those. Mm-hmm. And then just to cite our sources, AmericanHauntingsInc.com, All That's Interesting.com, Roadside America, Wikipedia. The Mothman.Fandom.com is the one, like we have every episode, where you can spend hours upon hours. Um, they've got more listings of listings of sightings, anything you want to know. Uh, and then check out the MothmanFestival.com. Mm-hmm. So that is the Mothman. That is the Mothman. I hope we did it justice. Yeah. You guys made me nervous with all your <laughs> your likens. It's very. It's one of those things where it's like. There's so many, you can just talk about it for hours. So it's. Yeah, because, I mean, a guy on the corner saw the Mothman. Okay. And then they, yeah. you know, there's just, there's little bits of that everywhere. Right. Yeah. So I wanted to do it more towards Point Pleasant because that's where it all started. But just, yeah, the history of it. Now, yeah. Yep. I think it's, yeah. Yeah. So what else you got? You want to talk about anything else on a Mothman? I don't believe so. No? Just, uh, yeah. Let us know what you thought. Yeah, we'll post the pictures that I found uh, so you can see those. Let us know if you've ever been there. Yeah. What what stories do you have? Have Mm. you ever seen them? Send us a voice message about it. (laughs) I like it. Yep. That was full circle right there. Uh All right. Well, our next episode is going to be a new thing that we're doing called the mystery what? I don't know. We're just going to talk. No. (laughs) Mystery monologues. Yeah. That's dope. That's a dope ass name. <laughs> I figured it out. I did a it. Dope ass name. <laughs> so uh, it's just going to be us talking about stuff. Um, getting away from the research for a minute. Let's just have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be about scary movies. Yep. We're going to talk about our favorite scary movies. I got a lot of them. Yep. Me too. So, so we're gonna, yeah. I don't know how we're not gonna set how every often how no, many episodes just, just just every couple times maybe whenever because the research I tell you is it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. This took about four hours worth of research to do. Um, the Alcatraz took like ten. Um, so you know it's good sometimes to just not have a a mission, just to go in and see where it takes us. Mm-hmm. So just talk a little bit. Yep. Yeah, let's see where where it takes us. Yeah. So, um, okay, well, be sure to rate, review, subscribe. Subscribe, yep. Ooh, I got Comment. it. Comment. Comment. All that stuff. Patreon, website, mysteryhistorypodcast.com. Yep. Email us. Give us some love. All right, well, we will see you all next week. All right. Toodaloo.